Great to have you here on the Clark Howard Show, where we are all working together to help each other to be empowered with knowledge so you can keep more of what you make. Coming up in just a few minutes, today's Clark Rageous Moment, and I want to concentrate on something that is a danger signal about what's going on with how we're using our credit cards. And coming up yet later, this is pretty exciting. There are new developments using 3D printing that are saving people's lives or improving people's lives with 3D printed objects being used as an affordable way to provide better health. Wait till you hear. So here's something else I'm pretty excited about. I have been one of the people who is intensely angry about these non-compete agreements that companies have been imposing on their workers in so many places around the country. State legislators who only listen to their political contributors from big companies have been passing these non-compete laws that are brutal, harmful to American competitiveness, to American economic growth, but most specifically to American workers who are put in a position that even if they are laid off or let go from a company or prohibited from getting work in the same field or profession. It got so ridiculous that the tide turned. And it all happened, you may remember the story about a sandwich shop chain that came up with a non-compete for its delivery drivers. And they were prohibited from delivering sandwiches for anybody else for a period of time, depending on how the non-compete was written in different states. And how ridiculous that is led to a backlash, and I'm glad about that. And so now, more and more states are defying the political contributors who are buying off the legislators and are getting rid of the non-competes. The latest to do so, according to an item, where did I see this? Oh, this was in Market Watch. Washington State, Hawaii, New Hampshire's on the way of doing it, Pennsylvania and Vermont are looking at it, and a number of other places long have not had non-competes because they demolish your ability to get better wages. They destroy your ability to find better work opportunities for yourself in so many places. Since Hawaii changed its law that virtually banned non-competes, People's ability to change jobs increased dramatically, and their pay overall rose as well. And so I want you to know that you need to be really careful whenever you're considering taking a job in a state that still allows these unconscionable non-competes to be part of how business is done in that state, that you 
really think through whether you're going to take a job. One of the things profiled in this Market Watch story are people who'd gotten a job offer, were getting ready to take a job, and then had a non-compete put in front of their faces, and they said, get lost, I'm not taking a job, signing your ridiculous non-compete. Now, you know, you should know the story of Massachusetts, that Massachusetts has historically had extremely awful covenants not to compete. Massachusetts used to dominate the technology field in the country. That was the place it happened. California, on the other hand, that was insignificant in technology, has no covenants not to compete. What happened was creative types migrated to California and built that incredible technology base that has made California the envy of the world in technology. And Massachusetts became an also-ran. And that's not the only reason the non-competes, but it was a big reason why non-competes harm economic activity and economic growth. Because why would anybody who's energetic, creative, intelligent, why would you ever, ever sign one of those pieces of trash? Evan is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Evan. Hi, Clark. Thanks for taking my call. Sure, Evan. I grew up listening to you. Well, that's really cool. And Evan, you have something that has been going on much of your life, a long-time bankruptcy. Tell me about it. Yeah, so I have a rental property, and I got a letter letting me know that my lender is going to be going bankrupt. Well, actually, your lender has been bankrupt for a good while. Okay. Well, my my question was, since they're probably going to be selling off my mortgage to another lender, is there any chance that they do like a payoff where I can get the mortgage at a lesser price and pay off the whole thing? Or do they ever do any deals like that since they're in this situation? So when lenders were going bust last decade during the real estate bust, there were, um, for investor-owned properties, there were cram-downs. There were not for uh, owner-occupied residences, but for investment properties, there were what they call in the lingo of the trade, cram-downs. I'm not aware of any cram-downs going on with this bankruptcy. You know, your lender has been in trouble so long. This is just their second bankruptcy filing in the last year or so. Wow, okay. I mean, they, and they, they've been... I don't, I don't know how they've survived all these years, but this looks like this is really coming towards the end of the road for them. And uh, okay. it's, it's Ditech we're talking about. Yes. And I'm surprised you're the only caller who's ever called about their saga of bankruptcies. Okay. But when yeah. your loan is sold off, it, they just sell off the servicing rights and your obligations continue as they were before. The okay. problem for you is even if you were successfully able to negotiate a cram down with the lender, that would have to be approved by the bankruptcy court. Okay. And I figure it might be worth a chance. So, but in this case, like in this case, I wouldn't look at this as lucky, but I will tell you what's very important for you to do and every other Ditech borrower. You okay. need to maintain your own amortization schedule and make sure that 
when your servicing rights are sold, if that's what happens, is that your balance tracks exactly as it should. Your interest rate reflects as it should. And do you have to escrow? No, I don't. Okay, good. You don't have to worry about the escrow part. Anybody who does needs to maintain solid records to make sure that their escrow numbers are right and that they transfer if servicing is sold off. Okay. So your, your greatest risk is that the balance that transfers is an inaccurate balance, usually much higher than what you actually do owe. Okay. I'll, I'll definitely look at that. So I, I'm sorry. I, I mean, you, you make the call if you want, but I very much doubt that you'll have any luck in, at this time with this economy with a cram down discussion. Okay. Well, that's good to know. I appreciate it. Sure. And when you call them, they're generally, that's an investor kind of term. They're likely not going to know the term cram down, but uh, usually what they'd be interested in is you paying off your balance in full and offering you a discount for that, not for just reducing the balance of the outstanding loan and you continuing to make payments monthly as you have been. Deborah is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Deborah. Hi, how are you today? Great, thank you, Deborah. I am reaching out to you because I am recently trying to replace my higher-priced auto insurance coverage. And while the limits on the policy were 100, 300, when I looked at the medical coverage on the policy, they were only giving me 5,000, and that just seemed very low to me. Well, so because I, I don't know why you think that's low. That would pay for about 75 minutes in a hospital emergency room. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. So um, I had had an issue a long time ago um, where the person did not have appropriate coverage for the, the when they were at fault in an auto accident. And so I just wanted to make sure as I am switching coverage that I'm wise about the amount of medical coverage that I cover. So okay, I this is so out- ironic that you're calling with this question because okay. we have just put a new briefing on Clark.com about this, about what usually in most states is referred to as uninsured motorist coverage or uninsured slash underinsured motorist coverage. Because because the uh, liability coverage required in most states is so inadequate. And then you have this thing where mathematically, even though people who are, are driving around without insurance is supposedly somewhere around uh, 15 to 30%. Isn't that a wild range? Nobody actually knows at any moment. It seems that we always get hit by one of those 100% of the time, and then you're completely uh, relying on your own coverage. And that's why having a meaningful amount of uninsured motorist coverage, I think, is really valuable. Do you know in the weirdest cases... You could have a passenger in your vehicle who gets injured in an accident that's not your fault. You get hit by an uninsured or underinsured motorist, and that passenger in your vehicle, in order to get their medical bills paid, has to sue you. Yes. So that's why um, buying a significant amount of uninsured motorist coverage is something I really believe in. 
What kind of additional <laughs> premium are you looking at? You know, honestly, it was really inexpensive. Um, it was like $6 more a month to go from 5000 to 25000 That was all. Yeah, twenty five won't buy you a lot if there's a serious accident. Um, right. But twenty five sure is a lot better than five. Exactly, and I'm not sure that twenty five is enough, which is why I wanted to speak with you, and I so appreciate you taking my call. Well, that was why that out. was why I said it like that because I didn't want to yeah. say to you, "Oh no, that's not nearly enough. You got to buy more." If that six dollars a month is what you can afford, but if you can. If you can handle it, I would like you to step that up and just think about how much a major event could be if you needed significant medical care. And the price of it doesn't go up dollar for dollar in premium for greater coverage because the insurer then is baking in that the odds that you're going to have a very large event is going to be, large dollar event is going to be relatively small. So exactly. I would get quotes like on what is it for 100000 as an example okay. and see what it is. I'd feel more comfortable at a number like that. And this also varies by state. I always have to remember to point that out with auto insurance. Auto insurance is regulated by the states. It's regulated by the laws of each state. And so there are general trends with how a vehicle insurance works place to place. But then there are the unique things in each state. Today's Clark Rageous moment is something sensitive to discuss with you, but I just need to have a conversation with you about a new report about the amount of credit card debt we as Americans are carrying in today's Clark Rageous moment. Spams, ripoffs, outrages. It's a Clark Rageous moment. This just came from the Federal Reserve Bank of New York, which is the principal researcher of things involving bank balance sheets and risk to banks. They're not really concerned about us. They just are concerned about the banks. But we in the United States, in three months, added a massive amount of outstanding credit card balances. And it's the most of any type of debt that the Federal Reserve tracks. And this is not people charging to a card and paying it off. This is net increase in overall balances on credit cards. In fact, the newest number from them is that more than half of Americans now have outstanding credit card balances. And this is Not a good sign, because with the amount of interest charges that you have, if you are carrying that credit card debt, and you just pay, as it says, minimum amount due on there, I ask you, please, and if you've heard me say this too many times in the past, you got to understand this is a mantra for me, please look at that box that's required by federal law It has to be on your statement that shows how long it will take you, not charging a single other dollar on that credit card, how long it will take you to get out of debt if you pay only the minimum required. 
And that box will show you two things. One, it'll show you what you'd have to pay per month to wipe out the debt in three years and what you'd have to pay per month to just wipe out the debt paying the minimum. And so where if you pay the what the amount they say for three years versus what the credit card company is asking for, usually instead of having that paid off in three years, it'll take you somewhere between 30 and 45 years to pay off your credit card balance. Think about whatever age you are right now. Do you want to still be paying off that credit card, adding 30 to 45 years to your age? I bet not. So come up with a plan to pay down credit card debt and stop charging. So glad to welcome you here to the Clark Howard Show, where it's all about you and your wallet. I want you to learn ideas from me so you can keep more of what you make. Clark.com is our main website, ClarkDeals.com, where you go to save money each and every day. I want to dial way back in history, in the Wayback Machine, to when I was 12 years old. And the whole world was obsessed with one story. In 1967, yeah, that is way back in time, right? That's like prehistoric time, like my kids think the dinosaurs were roaming. A doctor did something that at the time seemed beyond science fiction. He did a heart transplant on someone, something that became, over time, a common thing. But it was a huge deal when that first heart transplant took place in South Africa in 1967. And it led to such advancements in heart care and survival of heart patients. And then that was followed many decades later by the various uh, artificial hearts and all that. So in medicine, the ways that people survive or the way that people's lives are improved changes so much over time. And now we're in a new era that doesn't get the publicity that that got at that time. It involves 3D printed body parts. Again, in South Africa, you may or may not have heard this, and I don't want to give false hope to people, but a doctor in South Africa has developed a device to cure deafness with a 3D printer. And it's the first time ever there's been a middle ear transplant. And so people go through an operation that can last a good while. And two weeks later, someone goes from not being able to hear at all, in theory, to being able to hear just fine. And we're going to see um, more and more of things like that. You may have heard back in the spring that Israeli scientists have created the first 3D printed heart that can be the exact right size and formation for each human who needs a new heart. And so the things that 3D printing is going to do in so many phases of our lives are pretty dramatic, but nothing more in my mind than something that will 
give you better life or save your life. Carl's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Carl, how are you? Good, Clark. Thank you for taking my call. Sure, Carl. So you've heard me talk about how if you're in the Apple universe, you get ripped off on third-party apps. And what have you discovered that you're overpaying for in your own life? Well, uh, I have and love YouTube TV. And, you know, recently the price went up, which, which I think is still a great, uh, a great bargain or value compared to the competition. But what I found out is I'm getting charged through Apple and I'm paying a $5 a month surcharge for, you know, that nobody else is paying. Right. So I guess what I, go ahead. Yeah. I mean, this is the thing and it's why there's uh, lawsuits about Apple with, um, it went all the way to Supreme Court with ripping people off who are loyal Apple users that if you sign up for an app that has either an upfront price or a monthly subscription service, you have to pay a toll to Apple for that or instead go to a computer and sign up for anything you want to sign up for that you're going to use through an Apple device, sign up for it on a computer, and then just download the app to your Apple device and you avoid the rip-off Apple toll. That's wonderful to know because, uh, you know, that I'd love to bank the $60 a year and uh, rather than pay it out to somebody. Well, except I would say you want a credit union the $60 a year, not bank. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> so um, with Apple, you know, with the, with the YouTube, you should be able to cancel your account and turn around and re-sign up. And that's the only way I know to do it for people that are Apple customers. And I don't know why Apple is alienating their most loyal customers by having these tolls that are imposed. But Apple pretends, and this is what the Supreme Court said was baloney, Apple pretends that it's not you that's paying, it's, in this case, it's Google who owns YouTube, or whatever app you buy, or whatever subscription you do, that you're not paying it, it's whatever company. But of course, you know, Spotify or whoever passes that on to you, and Apple's arguments are just silly, and mean-spirited to its loyal customers. So um, I would I would uh, text or email YouTube TV customer service and just confirm that's the only way you can get around it. And then you just cancel your existing and start back up with them, and you'd be good. And you shouldn't have to do that. Shame on Apple for playing these dirty games with its loyal customers. Billy is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Billy. Hi, Clark. How are you today? Great, thank you. So, Billy, you are in a type of loan that nobody ever <laughs> asks me about anymore. What do you have? I have a two-year, well, I have a 30-year adjustable rate mortgage loan that adjusts every two years. An ARM. So, <laughs> I bet you that we have a current wave of first-time home buyers who don't even know the expression ARM, and 20 years ago, arms were huge. <laughs> right. 
So what kind of rate do you have on your two-year adjustable arm? Well, I've been fortunate because every year just about that it's adjusted because the crash in 2007 happened. So each year when it adjusted, it went down. So I'm at 3.125 currently. So you look brilliant. You don't, <laughs> do. you don't look just smart. You look brilliant. <laughs> well, thank you. But I know the day is coming when they're going to start getting it back on. We don't so. know. We don't know. You know, particularly if we get into a full-blown trade war with China, uh, right now we're just in skirmishes, but if we get in the full-blown thing, you're going to see rates go down even more. Okay. So it's it, interest rates are always difficult to predict, but you know yeah. rates have stayed lower for longer than I think if you asked 100 economists if they were honest in answering you, all 100 would tell you that how long rates have been low and how low they've been has been something they never predicted or saw. Okay. So, so mine's due to adjust in three months. So I was wondering, you know, if I needed to start panicking and trying to get into a fixed rate mortgage now or just wait for three more months and see what it does. I think you're fine to wait. Um, you know, mortgage rates were higher earlier this year. They've been lower as of late. And I'm curious about something. How long have you been in this adjustable um, it's, it'll be 12 years in about three months. So All right. I pay 12 years on a 30-year mortgage. And have you been required to pay down principal through those 12 years, or is your balance still what it was 12 years ago? Oh, no. It's, uh, it's coming, the principal's coming down nicely. Okay. So you have an option as you go to look at refining of doing a 15-year loan, Okay. which where, where the 15-year loans are now you may be able to do a 15-year fixed refi in the general vicinity or somewhat close to where you are right now. Okay. Okay. And that That's way, what I was looking for, yeah. That way uh, you have the certainty of about how the loan would pay off over the next 15 years and have a rate that's in the general neighborhood. Okay. Without getting my head knocked off. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But you may okay. find this next adjustment... Uh, you may even go down some from your 3.125, certainly not up any appreciable amount. Okay. So I should not panic? I should hang on? And oh, yeah, you can money. always panic if you want. But I would say <laughs> that if the 15 years, as you get your adjustment notice, if 15 years are truly within shouting distance, go ahead and mm -hmm. do that. Okay. Or that if great. the payments are no sweat for you, are the payments pretty manageable at this point? Yes, sir, they are. All right, I'm going to give you a crazy idea. Okay. Okay, see, so you're going to think I'm totally loco when I say <laughs> this. Um, a number of credit unions do a 10-year mortgage. Okay. And the 10-year mortgages tend to carry extremely low rates and likely would be maybe potentially lower than what you have on your adjustable. Okay. The payment on a 10-year, since you have 18 left, a 10-year may be cost prohibitive. Right. But it would be worth looking at that also as a potential. Are you a member of any credit union? I am, and, and my uh, home loan is through my credit union as well. Well, great. So you could certainly talk to them, see what their 15-year refi is they would offer you, and see if they're one of the credit unions that is aggressive with the 10-year, because their interest rate risk is so teensy tiny on those 10-year loans. David's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, David.
Hi, how are you? Great, thank you, David. So you want to have another member of your household? <laughs> yes, we do. Um, me and my wife are, are looking into to adoption, and um, just as we Google it, it's, it's a lot of money from what it shows. So we're just wondering how we could go through the process without spending too much. Well, I mean, you could you could actually solve a huge problem and eliminate most of the costs if you considered uh, becoming foster parents first. I don't know if you've ever considered okay. that. No, we haven't really talked about that. Because there are so many wonderful children who, no fault of their own, have ended up in foster care because... Um, could be economic circumstances, could be somebody has a drug abuse problem, could be they're incarcerated. Any of a number of reasons that a child ends up in the foster care system. And I know through the years I've uh, been involved with foster care for the last 25 plus years that so many parents end up becoming foster parents and then ultimately adopt a child that they've fostered. And then okay. you've given a child who, who has had this life that's, that they shouldn't have had to have, being passed from house to house to house. You give them stability, a loving home, and you eliminate almost all the costs that people have in adoption. Okay. I have another suggestion uh, as well, and that uh -huh. is um, something that has become very popular in the area, era of social media and that is people networking on social media where they'll make connection with somebody who is pregnant and would like to put a child up for adoption. And you're able to do what in many states is referred to as a direct adoption where you don't have to go to one of those adoption agencies that charge the zillion dollars. Uh-huh. And often what, uh, what is required in that case is that you cover the costs for the birth mother for the birth of the child and then uh, you know the legal cost of doing the adoption but that's tiny money compared to the costs involved of going through one of the adoption agencies yeah okay and so is there a specific social media network that's the best to, to find that no out? really you know it's kind of it's kind of ad hoc informal it could be through um, uh, Facebook but that tends to have an older audience but uh, virtually any social media and word of mouth doesn't hurt okay, either yeah. you know if you're a member of a religious congregation asking people around the congregation yeah and you may find someone who knows somebody who uh, has uh, a pregnancy that they uh, would like to have that child have a loving home that they don't feel they can provide and you're the one who can provide it. And that's a case where, again, everybody wins. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Hey, listeners, whether you love true crime or comedies, celebrity interviews, news, or even motivational speakers, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue, right? And guess what? Now you can call the shots on your auto insurance, too. Enter the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. The Name Your Price tool puts you in charge of your auto insurance by working just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance. 
Then they'll show you a variety of coverages that fit within your budget, giving you options. Now, that's something you'll want to press play on. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to choose the best option for you, fast. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive Insurance. Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time for Clark.com slash ask. That's where you post a question for me and then well, we answer in many different ways, including with producer Joel asking your question for you. All right, Clark. Chris has a question. He says, what do you consider to be an acceptable payback or break-even point when you're refinancing a mortgage when it comes to points? So I go beyond points. What I look at is when you're doing a refi, you've got the standard closing costs or whatever they're telling you are standard closing costs, plus each point is 1% of the amount of money you're borrowing. So if you take those together, the closing costs and the points, you add all that up, I'd like for you to make that back in 30 months. So that's just a, a standard formula that I give because who knows what's going to happen two and a half years from now. And if you stick with a 30-month break-even point, then that's going to be a, a number you can easily calculate but don't just do the points because your break even is really based on that total cost you have going into that refi all right and christopher says we've come into some money and have been putting some of it in short-term cds do you like online banks for where to put that money yeah if it's money that you're parking and by parking i mean money you're gonna plan to use in the next few years, or money for a rainy day account, the online banks are a great choice. And the rates have been moving a little bit sideways or down of late, but the rates in the online banks are generally still uh, well into the twos of a percent, where a traditional bricks and mortar bank is paying essentially nothing on the savings you have. All right, Clark. And Scott says, I've heard you mention several times that North Dakota is the only state that you haven't visited yet. Why wait any longer? My family and I live 30 minutes from the beautiful badlands of Theodore Roosevelt National Park. You can get the true North Dakota experience at the Medora Musical with the Badlands as your backdrop. And the best part is that annual pass holders get discounted tickets for guests. He says, this is your invitation and his daughters would take you on their favorite hiking trails. Well, I appreciate that invitation. I got to tell you, over the years that I've mentioned that North Dakota is the only state I've not been to, and it's been decades. I've been to every state decades ago except North Dakota, and I know that the beauty of the Badlands is unreal. I need to get it done and enough procrastination, just not in winter. You're listening to The Clark Howard Show. Thanks for joining us today. The Clark Howard Show is produced by Kim Drobes, Joel Larsgaard, Deborah Reese, and Jim Ayers. And remember, 24 hours a day, we're there to serve you at Clark.com and ClarkDeals.com.